7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Good evening and uh, thank you for joining us on SAFM Spot on Tabiso Musia. is me and Katla Khomudiba is producing and Sylvester Komane is in a technical tonight and we hope you're enjoying what's left of your Youth Day holiday. Before I tell you what's coming up on the show, let me give you some scores quickly because there is live action on the way. Firstly, in France, we're going to go there later on in the show, uh, Banyana Banyana up against Germany in what is uh, uh, their last game at the World Cup and uh, Early, about two minutes into the second half, and Manana Manana are 3-0 down against uh, Germany, so not looking good. They needed to win this game by a big margin and then hope that the the, the result in the Spain-China game goes their way, as well as many other results, if they had any chance of making it into the last uh, 16 as one of the three best, uh, as one of the four best uh, third-place finishers, but it's not going to happen. They're playing number two in the world, and they are 3-0 down uh, early in the second half. And then there is uh, cricket going on, and Bangladesh are up against the West Indies. Uh, West Indies made 321 for eight after being put into bed. And Bangladesh are on 299 for three after 39 overs, which means they just need 23 more runs to win from 66 balls. And there's another century for that man, Shakib Al Hussein, who's certainly uh, been the form player of this ICC Cricket World Cup, along with uh, Joe Root, of course. And uh, oh, Rohit Sharma, who can forget him? But Shakib Al Hussein has really come into his own. And it's, it could be a surprise to many, but if you look at the rankings or the stats of the last couple of years, he's actually been there, up in there with the best of them. He's been in the top five of of, of, of the betting list, of the bowling list, of the all-rounders list. He's just always been there, Shakib al Hassan, and it's finally all coming together for him at this ICC Cricket World Cup. And uh, Bangladesh doing really, really well with Neil McKenzie, of course, as their betting coach. They now need 21 runs of 65 balls to beat the West Indies. We'll keep you updated in uh, from both those those games as we go along here on the show but uh, tonight talking about youth day this week we are shining the spotlight on young south african sports stars uh, who have been tipped for greatness or for big things in sport last week we celebrated father's day and this week we are looking at the young ones tonight we'll speak to uh, two rising tennis stars who are both making names for themselves on the international circuit they both actually played at the junior australian open this year and uh, promising south african teenage tennis aces for sure that is Colo munzi as well as Jube. Klopper from Bloemfontein who will talk to us about their tennis and goals that they've set for themselves and still on our tennis we also pay, pay tribute to Mr. David Samai who passed away on Friday at the age of 92 Mr. Samai broke barriers during the apartheid years qualifying to play at Wimbledon he also played at the French Open the Swiss Open and the German Open and in 1991 the PAL resident received the Presidential Sport Awards for Lifetime Achievement in Tennis he also became Vice Chairman of SA, of the SA Tennis Association in 99 and continued to serve his community for many years and then as I mentioned we will wrap up the show by speaking to SABC sports reporter Lebohang Dube who is in France covering Banyana Banyana is actually at this game in Montpellier so as soon as it finishes we'll speak to Lebohang to find out what can Banyana Banyana take out of this tournament with three defeats out of three matches now uh, if you want to join our conversations at any time please feel free to call us on 0891 or you can SMS us on 41391 and we take voice notes on WhatsApp 061 4104 107.
Hashtag SAFM Sport On. Well, now let's pay tribute to South African tennis legend Mr. David Samai who passed away on Friday as I mentioned and we are joined on the line by his brother Ronnie Samai. Mr. Samai, good evening from us on SAFM and thank you very much for finding time to speak to us during this difficult period. I can't hear you so clearly. Okay, I was just saying good evening and uh, please accept our condolences. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Thank you, Mr. Samaya. I also saw today that the sports minister also sent his condolences to the family as well as Tennis South Africa, and I hope that's a bit of comfort to the family. It certainly will be. I will, I will pass it on to them. And, and will the family be making funeral arrangements public, or will it be a private affair? No, it, 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 will, be, it, it will be made public. Uh, just as for this morning, I spoke to... Uh, I'm going to call him Davy, mm. our eldest brother, David. Um, everybody knew him as Davy. Mm. Uh, I spoke to his son, Glenn, and um, the arrangement is that uh, the funeral service is going to be on Saturday, coming Saturday morning at 10 o'clock in the Bethel Congregational Church. Okay, thank you for that update, Mr. Samai. And your brother, Davy, had a tremendous tennis career during the dark days of apartheid. But firstly, how would you describe him as a person? As a person, I, I, I must tell you, that uh, uh, we, I, I'm one of seven brothers of, uh, of which Davy was the eldest, and uh, he was a shining example to us, uh, the, the, the youngest siblings, as to, with regard to uh, being dedicated to whatever you do. And uh, he was that kind of person. He was a person who was very committed to whatever he did. And in this case, as we are talking about tennis, that is what he really, really loved, and he shared it. He was a community person. Mm. And and what legacy would you say your brother left uh, on the tennis court or in the sport of tennis? Uh, the legacy that he left was that uh, you never give up. You try to do your best at all times, and that there is just no shortcut to success. I believe that you played alongside him. How difficult was it uh, during those dark days of apartheid? I tell you, those those dark days, I, I call them cruel days because the, those dark days were cruel, uh, cruel because uh, uh, we were limited to, to, uh, to a very large extent. Your progress was limited mm-hmm. because of so many other things, mainly political and uh, uh, but we enjoyed the game very, very, very much. And I must say that our parents played a great part in this, that uh, you, 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 you bear no grudges whatsoever. And uh, whatever we have uh, been doing, we, must, uh, we, were, we were always asked to do our best, be it tennis or music, whatever the case may be. And this is the legacy that Davy left uh, with uh, the whole of the community in power. Uh, particularly uh, amongst our seven brothers. Yeah. Uh, yes, the six brothers. And he certainly defied the odds stacked against him uh, to play at Wimbledon, the French Open, the Swiss Open, and the German Open. How how did he achieve this? How did he challenge the system? You know, that's a very good question. How did he challenge the, the, the system? With his racket. Mm. You, you, you play as well as you can, irrespective of who your opponent is, and uh, um, you must be well prepared and uh, he, he uh, used his record to do the talking. 
I, I read up that he once qualified for Wimbledon, but the government at the time didn't want him to go play, so he went there and played as a guest. Is that correct? No, that is not correct. Uh, you know, um, he was the South African tennis champion for many, many years. I think about 21, 22 years. Yes. And uh, the community thought that here is a person who should, in fact, be exposed to the international tennis arena. But, of course, you know, we come from a, a, a background where everything was against us, and I think you will understand this. Mm. Uh, there was no finance, there were no sponsors, and the community, in fact, supported him uh, to, to, to go overseas. And um, when he went there, he had to qualify for those tournaments that you have mentioned, mm. and he came through with fine colors. I think he was always aware of the fact that he was not representing himself alone. And and w- w- during which time was this, Mr. Samaya? Was it in the 50s or is it in the 40s? It was in the late 50s. It mm-hmm. was in the late 50s. And those were those were his glory days. Um, a very good player. A very good player. I'm, I'm uh, uh, younger uh, and I played with him, played also against him. And... Uh, I must point out here, because of the seven brothers, and you were all involved in tennis, he had a lot of sparring partners, taking <laughs> each of the brothers, you know, one after the other, and he would stay on the other side of the net, and he would last until the last one uh, had his chance to, to, to knock the balls over the net. <laughs> he, he, I see he was known for a big forehand, a fearsome serve, and a very good backhand too. It seems like he was just an all-round good player. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, he was, especially his backhand was, was very, uh, 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 it was lethal. But uh, what, what is also important is that he trusted his game and he read the game well. He trusted his game and he always felt that if you go into the tennis court and you have the opponent on the other side of the net, you have an equal chance to, to, to be the, the winner at the, in the end, depending on how much you put into it and your preparation. And talking about preparation, I'm not talking about only preparation uh, for, for the match, but to be physically fit. And uh, we grew up in the, uh, in the heart of Paul. Mm. Uh, it was called the Otain, Old Garden, if you like. And um, that was the, before we were kicked out there. And um, we did a lot of training, you know, running, and uh, not far from Paul Mountain. It was nothing unusual for us to in the afternoon, late afternoon, take a run after after playing tennis, take a run up to the mountain, and then back again. So the, we were always fit, and then Daddy was a shining example of that. For those who've just joined us, we are catching up with Mr. Ronnie Samai, who is the brother of the late Mr. David Samai, South African tennis legend, who we are honoring and just highlighting his achievements. If you have any memories or if, you, if you've seen him play or know about Mr. Samai, feel free to call us on 0891-104-207 or you can drop us an SMS on 41391. And we do take voice notes on WhatsApp 061 We're just going to take a quick break, Mr. Samai, and we'll wrap up after this. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. And we're still paying tribute to Mr. David Samai speaking to his brother, Ronnie. Mr. Ronnie, you mentioned that he won the SA singles title 21 times, and I've actually seen that. I'm interested to find out, was it was it an open SA singles title uh, championships, or was it for the non-whites, as they used to call us at the time? Yeah, uh, uh, op- uh, although we think of open, it's open to everybody, uh, 
we were governed by, and you will understand this, we were governed by a law that says you in your small corner and Ronnie and David in his small corner. So um, it was mainly, uh, and I, I hate this term, colored mm. uh, tournament, and uh, then the, the African tournament, and the, the white tournament. And that, that's the tragedy. Can you imagine how rich, uh, what a rich uh, uh, country we would have been yep. had it been open to anybody and to everybody, irrespective of your color? Yeah. And I know you said that your brother used his record to do the talking, but was he bitter? Did he have any hard feelings about the system at the time? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And you know that that runs through the family, that runs through the whole of the community, because we, we were forced out of the place where we lived. Mm-hmm. We lost our, uh, our property. We lost our tennis court. And and talking about that, where where did the family's love for tennis come from? You know, my late father played uh, social tennis, and he took daily to the tennis court. Being the the first of seven seven sons, took him to the tennis court and to let him just observe what's going on. And uh, and uh, I'm going to call him Papa. That is how we call him. Mm. Papa said to him, the the idea is to keep that ball going over the net. Because if it goes into net, into the net, you lose your point. And uh, at, at the end of the uh, the, the uh, day, uh, Papa would knock balls to him over the net, and uh, then Davy had to try that, and uh, then discovered that this young lad has some talent. Mm. And so he was taken by the hand by my late father, who was not a tennis coach. He was by no means a, a, a tennis fundi, just loved the game. And that is, that is how the, 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 the love for the game developed. And, uh, of course, uh, when David played, the other brothers joined in, and uh, playing, first of all, with bats, you know, wooden bats, because we couldn't afford a racket. Um, and that is how uh, our love for the game developed. And when Davy was playing overseas, we mentioned Wimbledon, French Open, uh, Swiss Open, German Open, and other tournaments. Were you able to keep track of his progress at the time? Where were the newspapers covering him here at home? You know, I have to uh, refer you to to his son Glenn, mm. uh, who has all those records. In fact, uh, uh, I will speak to Glenn, and um, I think you've got his number. Yes, we do actually. And, and, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm sure that he, he wouldn't mind sharing it with you mm. because he's got a beautiful record of all his achievements yeah. and, and also wh- the hardships because there was always a lack of funding. Yes. And, and was it normal for the newspapers to cover his progress even when he was playing here in South Africa or because, as you said, he was classified as a colored, they didn't cover him? Uh, they did not cover. They did not cover it. Some newspapers would. Uh, the local newspaper, the in Paul, which is called the Paul Post, they would they would cover some of it uh, be- because uh, he's a Paulite. Mm. But furthermore, no, it was not covered. I think there was some embarrassment on their part because he played against some of the uh, the players who played tennis on the other side of the railway line, other side of the river, uh, where they had everything in their favour. And uh, uh, we couldn't belong to their club. They couldn't belong to our club because of the laws of the country. 
That is why um, you refer to it as the dark days. They were cool days. No, definitely. Well, he wasn't lost to the game after his playing days, and he also served in the tennis structures. It seemed like it seemed like giving back to the community was something that he took very seriously and he was proud of. Very seriously. In fact, you know, um, uh, when I say that he is a community person, I really mean in the true sense of the word. Uh, he's also uh, he was a, 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 tra- a fully trained teacher, and uh, he used uh, that position of his to. Uh, get the game interested, get the children interested in the game, and he started coaching uh, the, 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 the little ones. I, I would like to bring in also my second eldest brother, Frank, mm. who also assisted with the coaching, uh, and the youngest brother, Ivan, also assisted with the coaching. So um, there was a, quite a good crop of youngsters who uh, showed tremendous interest in, uh, interest in the game, and played uh, tennis actively. Um, it, it is good to know that some of these younger players, uh, they, went, they went on uh, to, to, to play in, in, in the tournaments that we have played. And um, for instance, um, I want to mention a few names in this particular respect. Yes, sir. Uh, they, they, there was a young uh, lad, Marcelino Winlock. Mm. Uh, and then also Glenn, this is Davy's son. They all had coaching from from uh, from from Davy, of course, and uh, Marcelino Winlock and Glenn. Uh, they 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 made a formidable doubles couple. In fact, you know, Davy and I used to uh, be their sparring partners um, because we just loved the game, uh, the game of of tennis and especially doubles. Because we had only one tennis court, so four people can can play at 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 a time. Uh, then you must make way for the other players in the in the, in the club also to get a chance to play on on the court. Uh, Marcelino Winlock is a professional coach now in England, a professional tennis coach. Glenn and Marcelino, they they followed in the footsteps of. Of Davy and then and, uh, and myself, they became South African uh, doubles champions after a while. But as I said, you know, there were enough sparring partners to uh, <laughs> always practice. And finally, your, your brother received a presidential award in '99, also a lifetime achievement award. How much did this recognition mean to him? Oh, a lot. It, it means a lot because uh, it, it says to us that uh, he, all his efforts were not in vain. And I can tell you that it came from deep down inside, yet he showed total commitment to the youngsters, to the young people. And even uh, towards the end of his life, we would watch tennis on TV, we would discuss a match, and uh, young people would also uh, join in and we would discuss a match that we see on, on, on TV. And, uh, you know, the hope is that uh, um, South Africa will wake up and say, okay, Let's do it open and uh, allow everybody, every person, to to get a fair chance. And uh, um, there is one other name, although he did not benefit directly from from Davy, Raven Clarkson. Yes. Now, Raven Clarkson's father um, is a left-hander, and he played with us. Jarpy Clarkson. Yes, yes, yes. And he had a very mean service. Um, 
Raven became one of the best, I think he was in the first five of the uh, doubles players in the world. And very often, Jopi would bring out his son to Paul, that is where we live, and uh, to just uh, practice with, with, with us, or we with him, because he, at, that, at that time, he was way above our standard. But if you consider that we never had any professional coaching, we never had any stadiums, you, you, you play with what you have. Wow. And, and so uh, when, when, his, when his efforts were recognized, uh, we, we felt good about that, and uh, I personally felt that he deserved it. And actually, Mr. Klassen was one of the people that put us in touch with you uh, for this interview uh, tonight. And I'm glad you've mentioned him. Finally, Mr. Ronald Samai, we're going to speak to two rising tennis stars up next, Kolo Monsi and Yubet Klopa. They played at the Junior Australian Open uh, this year. How would you like your brother, David, to be remembered? Can you can you put your question again? Oh, I was saying, how would you like your brother, David, to be remembered, sir? Uh, I would like, our, our, especially our young people, to, to, to remember his efforts. Uh, he believed in not giving up, prepare, prepare well before the time. Uh, because, uh, you know, when, when, when I played with David, and uh, he would say to me, try this, try that, and I would say, David, but it's not going to work. He said, uh, you must have a big heart. When you play tennis, you must have a big heart. Just do it. And... Uh, that, of course, you know, builds tremendous confidence coming from him. And I tried it, and it worked. And I would like the, 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 the youth of today to believe in their, their, their ability, but they must also believe that it will only come, success will only come, if they put in 100% effort all the time. And I underline all the time, not just once. Great stuff. Mr. Samai, thank you very much, sir, for finding time to speak to us during this difficult time. And once again, uh, please accept our condolences and thank you uh, for thank the you, insight you that you've given you. us. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rani Samai, speaking on behalf of his brother, David, who passed away at the age of 92 on a Friday, a true South African legend in, indeed. And from one generation...